Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today, Christian Pana will continue the series of God's Church, My Family by looking into Hebrews 3 verses 1 to 6. The title of this sermon is Because You Are Family and we'll look on major essentials like how important it is to understand Jesus and to honor and serve Him. And Christian will also point out how our ties with our spiritual family, the church, become visible when we hold fast until the end. And now to today's sermon. Right now we're going um, through a sermon series, The Church as a Family. If you missed last week, um, you can still watch it online. So if you did that, um, just check it out. Uh, and today we'll have part two. We talk a lot about the church as the body, but not as the family of God. And I think we lose perspective if we do this. Um, Last Sunday, we were exposed to one of the most shocking statements that Jesus uh, said in the, in the presence of his disciples. And he said, you are my brothers and my mother. And uh, it was shocking because when Jesus said that, Mary was there and his stepbrothers were there. And imagine the tension and imagine the confusion. And they were like, what? What he said? <laughs> we are his family? Well, his um, blood family, they came to visit him and to be a comfort to him. But they haven't seen this coming. Uh, Jesus said in, in Matthew 12, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples. And just imagine, I love to imagine when I read scripture. And, and Jesus, after he said that, he stretched his hand over his, uh, toward his disciples. And he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Um, what do you think if Jesus would be among us and he would say that? Uh, what feelings do, would you have? What, what feelings would you, or thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I am, I'm greater than Mary and his brothers, and how is that possible? For whoever does, will, uh, uh, does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And I hope we are just that. We are those who not only do God's Father's will, but also we are those who are involved in hearing the Word of God and practicing it. And that was the sermon last Sunday. Um, Jesus never played games with His disciples, and they knew when Jesus was that serious about something. Uh, by the way, Jesus was killed saying this because he lived through it. When he said that the God is his father, um, the Jews didn't like that. And that actually, they killed him for, for that. Um, for him, this statement was not something that to be treated lightly. And in a matter of fact, Jesus organized to eat the Passover meal with his apostles, choosing them in the place of his family. Uh, the Passover meal was something that you 
share and you know, a time you share and you, you feel good with your family. But Jesus was with his disciples. By the way, with Judas too. With Judas too. But then when Judas let, left, Jesus uh, um, took that time to start something more important to us, the Christians. What, what was that? What, what happened after G Judas left? Jesus took a bread, he broke it, took a glass of wine, and he gave it to them. And this is the initiation of the new covenant. Beautiful picture. For, for Jesus, those who are spiritually related to him are more important than, and they, they are more important than his own family. He explained why for those who are like this, they do my father's will. Um, one of the places where I feel our church to be as a family and we grow together is in the growth group or small groups, right? Um, we often bear testimony that the topics we talk there are impossible to talk with the non-Christians. Why? They are not from our family. We are free to talk about the spiritual life and about uh, God. If last Sunday we found out that Jesus treasured us more like as a family, as a spiritual family, today is the time to level this up. Because I would like to look into how the family of faith must treasure Jesus. If he treasures us, how about us? We're like, oh yeah, I, I feel good. I, you know, God is, uh, Jesus considers me and his family. What do you do about that? And um, when Jesus is not central in the church, uh, that church is an unhealthy church, an unhealthy family of faith. The context of this passage is that Christian Jews, and I'm, I'm, I, will write, I will read from the uh, letter of Hebrews. Uh, we just, with B1, we just finished the letter of, uh, to talk about and to think about this letter and how the principles from this letter um, uh, in, have an impact in our lives. Um, and probably for us will be like a, we go over the same thing, but it's good, it's good, it's good to know that. Uh, so the Christian Jews of the Church of Rome, they were drawn in the synagogue to protect themselves and their families from the persecution. But by doing this, they became like a group of ex-Christians because they left their brothers and sisters to face the persecutions, the, the persecution, and they were safe. But by doing this, they forgot Jesus. They actually had to say, you know what? Uh, I don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, in today's terms, uh, they were unhealthy. Uh, and an unhealthy family of, of, of belief is characterized by a lack of faith, a lack of vision, unbiblical leadership. The members are only pew uh, warmers. Uh, prayer is a burden. Uh, laughter is rare. Conflicts are ignored. Uh, there is a poor understanding of Scripture and no sign of discipleship whatsoever. Jesus is rarely mentioned and people are, rarely are saved. So imagine 
these Jews in the synagogue, they left Jesus, they left, and they were unhealthy. And now the author calls them to a healthy perspective on things by focusing on Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, this is my burden today and my message to all, uh, all of us. We need to focus more on Jesus Christ. We need to pay attention and concentrate our attention only on Him. You know why? Because we will spend an eternity with Him. This is great. I mean, this is good news. And eternity is not like after we die or after the new Jerusalem comes on the new earth. No, no, no. That starts right now, right here. And if as a family of belief we, are, we don't focus on Jesus then we have big problems. Why? Why should we do that? And the, the answer of the, of the author of Hebrews says, because you are family. Because you are family. Because you have each other and you are part of his family, you focus on Jesus Christ. I remember the time when uh, I met people saying, you know what? I'm okay with God, but why are you talking always about Jesus? <laughs> that freaks, this freaks me out. This, you are weird. Have, have you, have you found that? Anybody told you that? Yeah? Everybody is okay with God, but when it comes with Jesus, then the conflict starts. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Jesus. It's too much. You are too crazy. Brothers and sisters, we are crazy for Jesus Christ. If you are not crazy for him, if you, are, if you don't love him with all of your heart and your mind and your power and, or your soul, then you have a problem. I have a problem. If we don't do that, we are sick. We're like these Jews withdrawing from, from the community of faith, going to protect themselves, and then they found death right there. So... I hope you, I capture your <laughs> attention and let's read the Word of God and, and you will understand better what I am trying to say. So open the book uh, at Hebrews chapter 3 and we're going to read the first six verses. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 through 6. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling... Consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him, who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much as more glory as the builder of house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder is all, uh, of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ, Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. Amen. You see, the, 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 the last verse is so important. Says, the, the author says, hey, 
And we are his house. We are his house. We are his family. It's, uh, he was not talking about the, you know, the house, uh, like, a, like an apartment. No, no, no. It, he was talking about us, his house. Because Jesus was, uh, Moses was a servant in this house, but Jesus is the son of his house. And we are also brothers with him. We are sons. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but you are greater even than Moses. You are greater even than Abraham because you are part of this house, the local church. Consider this. But before you consider this, you need to consider Jesus Christ. And because you consider this, you consider Jesus Christ. First of all, if and because you are a family, you must fully understand Jesus. Fully understand Him. Um, the passage starts with a therefore. Do you see this there? I don't know if it's in any translation or if you have. Um, uh, we have different translations. I am reading from ESV. But uh, even in the original, it's a therefore there. That means the author offers a new conclusion of things that he said before. Well, he draws a lot of conclusions. So this is one of them. And he presented, so far, if you read chapter 2, awesome chapter. He presented Jesus as a man, as the pioneer, as, and as the brother. Uh, he, is, he calls us his brothers. That's, that's really good. This is a really high privilege. Because he is who is the Jewish Christians in, back then... They had to consider Jesus to fully understand Him before they confess Him. And this is the uh, same thing for us. By the way, this letter was not written to us now. It was, to the, uh, read, sorry, was written to then, but uh, because of the Holy Spirit and He inspired, the author is also written to us. So we need to, to understand what the text says first. So he, the author calls these Christians holy brothers who were partners in a heavenly calling. Do you see that in the first verse? You share in a heavenly calling. Now, uh, what's, uh, what's uh, share? What, what does it mean? Uh, by, uh, by these two adjectives, holy and heavenly, the author makes clear that these Christians were superior than any Judaic religion or any religion on earth. You are holy and you are heavenly. Um, and, and they are partners in a calling. Now, um, we as Christians, we are brothers and sisters, holy brothers and sisters. Amen to that. Huh? I like that. I love it. Holy brothers and sisters. And we are partners in the calling. Um, if you are a Christian, you must think of these realities. You are part of a community which is in a partnership. By the way, you are not, you know, on your own. You cannot live your Christian life on your own, but in the community. And, and, and we are, this calling is, is special to us. We are partners. And what is a partner? We, we, each one of us, we bring something in this meeting. 
I don't know what you brought, but you should bring something. It's a partnership. And this is a, a meeting of partners. We are partners in the same uh, calling. Um, in, in Luke chapter 5, verse 7, uh, Luke says, And they signaled to their, uh, to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Peter and Andrew, John and James, they were partners. And John and James, they had other partners. So what is a partner? It's those who, uh, uh, to do something together. For the Christian is important not only to confess Christ, which is great, we should, but to consider Him, to focus on Him, um, to give attention, to fully understand Him. Like um, in, in Matthew, Jesus said, look at the flower or consider the flowers uh, and the lilies, right? They are greater than in their beauty in, than who? Solomon, right? But what does it mean to look? You don't look like a, a flower and you say, yeah, oh yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, if you consider a flower... You look into it. You try to, to understand the whole meaning of it. Otherwise, it's only like, uh, you know, uh, one of the things in your house. You don't want that. And in the same way, when you look at Jesus, you look at it, you touch it. I don't know. Smell Jesus. I don't know. I'm not talking about that. But you, do you understand? It's not you are taking uh, the whole thing is not only one thing. And the whole thing makes an impact on, in your life. If you are family, then you do that. If not, then you lost, lost perspective. And when you lost perspective, then what happens? Unhealthiness. What? Nobody wants that, right? We want healthy families. We want healthy churches. Why? Because... Healthy means you can function. You function. And Jesus uh, and, and the author said, consider Jesus because otherwise you cannot be healthy. You are, uh, you are in a partnership of this calling. And when you do this, then you realize that Jesus is an apostle and a high priest of our confession. Yes, confess Christ, but more than that, look at him. By the way, when David asked us, you know, what you read, and did you took some time this week to consider Jesus? Who, who is Jesus for you? I love to hear your perspective. And probably at the end of the sermon, I will ask each one of you, who is Jesus for you? Amen. That's great. You see, when, when, and when you look, and it, it is like a magnify, bring your magnifying glass and put it on Jesus. And why? Why? Because you are family. Jesus said, you are my brother and mother and sister and everything. But you have a responsibility. Look at Jesus. Consider him. Uh, until you get the whole message of him, you look at him. What's an apostle? 
Apostle is one who is sent. Apostelo, the one who is sent. Now, um, he was sent by who? By the Father. And Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I sent you. So he was an apostle from the Father. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I forgot about. (laughs) Great. Um, You, you. Jesus was sent by the Father, and Jesus said, As the Father sent me, I want you to be my, my messenger. When you consider Jesus, it's not like, why, why are you uh, like a, a disciple of Christ, and why you make other disciples, and why you talk with people that they don't, Jesus, they don't know Jesus? Why you do that? If you do that. You should. We all should. You know Why? Because Jesus is the apostle. And Jesus approached you and said, Hey, Padron, you know what? I am Jesus. Nice to meet you. Would you like to live forever? I can give this for you, to you. Well, Padron uh, wrestled with this. And, and now he's ready to even to be baptized. Why? Because... He said, yeah, I know. I know who you are now. You, you understand? When Jesus approached you, now he sent Padron to others and say, Padron, now you are my apostle because I was an apostle from my father. And, and the whole perspective changes. Why? Because you are part of this family. And then it says that he is a high priest. Um, yes, um, the book of Hebrew talked a lot about the high priest, Jesus as the high priest. And, and as a high priest, he is the one who brings salvation and, and he gave his life for us. When the family of faith starts to investigate Jesus Christ, they start to leave everything behind. Their comfort and they want to be apostles. They leave the world behind because they are priests. And they are not from the world, but they are in the world to do what? To be priests for them. So Jesus, as a high priest, as a high priest, uh, the high priest in, in the Old Testament, brought propitiation for their sin. Jesus did the same thing for us. Uh, Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Jesus died for the church with a holy purpose in mind. Jesus came to our world to live among us. He wanted to dwell with us and to die for us. And this loyalty must characterize the church too. Come to the meeting of the church. Serve one another. Sacrifice for one another. Because Jesus is our example. So why we go in the world and tell them about the world to come? Because Jesus did that. He came from that world, and now I am sent into the world to do the same thing. Why, why, why I, I, I love the people around me? Because Jesus, as the high priest, loved me. And you know what? By, he loved me so much that he sacrificed for me. Now, we must to sacrifice for our brothers and sisters. But also, this is the way we should love people around us. 
sacrificing for them. And then they will ask, why are you doing this? This is uncommon. This is not normal. Why are you doing this? And now is your, this is your cue. <laughs> you know what? Because I've learned from Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ did that, the same thing for me. It, when you look and you consider Jesus, then your life is changed. But why you do that? What's the reason there for my holy brothers and sisters? Because you are my brothers and sisters. Because we are a family. Um, we experience trials and storms in our life. But if we remind ourselves that we are part of a holy family. With a heavenly calling. Not earthly calling. Okay? That's why we look and we consider and we investigate Jesus. Because the heavenly realms are more important than this world. And, and by the way, we are not only with our minds there. Because it's and, and do nothing here. That's, that's wrong. This is why we love people around us. This is why we are involved in the society and with people around us. Because we live in that society and in that country. And we want that country to be like here. And that's why we, we um, manifest our lives like we are there. But actually we are here. Uh, did I confuse you? I, I, I think it's, so think about this. You live there, but you live here also. But according to the principles that are in the heavenly family. And you know why we come to church, as a church, to these meetings? To remind ourselves who we are. And you should, when you come to this meeting, you should shake hands and say, hey, Remember, you are my brother. Remember, you are my sister. Remember to consider Jesus. Remember to focus on him. He is the most important person here. Nobody is more important than him. But then in verse 3 and 4, um, because, uh, another idea is, uh, is developed here. Because you are family, you must honor Jesus. Uh, yes, uh, and, and, and the Jews honored Moses, but he was only a servant. You must honor Jesus because he is the builder of the family, the builder of this church. And that's why the church must remain like this, the building that Jesus intended to be. We are, verse 6, we are God's house. And this is why we are welcome here. The builder of the, all things is God. And Jesus is the builder because he is the one who is worthy of more glory than Moses. Than anyone. Uh, is Jesus the builder of, uh, uh, of, of this church? You are not really into this, huh? You think, oh no, you know what? Uh, 
B1, when we started, it was like, you know, Christian Pana, and they, you know, they did that, and he's the builder of, uh, and who, who started Grace? David? Who, who knows? Oh, Philip. Go for it. Yeah, it was a whole group, and who was, like, the leader of the group? <laughs> oh no, hey, you see? <laughs> you got it, you got it. Hey, this is actually the, the best answers ever. Who started Grace Church? Jesus. Who started B1? Jesus. Who must to, uh, be glorified for these churches? Exactly. Exactly. Everything you do, everything you minister, everything you say, everything you... It's a glory that we bring to Jesus Christ. Why? He's the builder. He's the son. Not Moses. Not even the elders. (laughs) Not even the pastor. Jesus is the most important person in our church. Amen. And this is the, what, what the text said. Honor Jesus. Honor Jesus. Not only on, on your lips. But with your life. In the house of B1 and Grace exist. Um, and you are part of it. Then your call is to bring honor to God. The builder of this family. Well, how about somebody who neglects prayer? Neglects the Word of God? Neglects attendance to the meetings of the church or the small group? They neglect serving others? They neglect encouraging others? Uh, They never sing? They never talk. They come and go. Probably during the service they are checking their email or Facebook or whatever. What do you think? They honor God? They honor Jesus? You know, somebody could say, you know, this church, man, this is a bummer. It's like, I don't like this. You know, I'm out of here. Is this right? This church doesn't care. This church doesn't uh, love. I don't feel this and I don't feel that. Is this right? Is this how we glorify God? You see why it's so important to be family? Because when we are family and we live like a family, then God is glorified. Honor Jesus. Honor Him through everything that you do. And if you do something that doesn't honor Jesus, don't do it. Don't do it. Like right now, if you think of something that you left home and you have to attend after the service, that's not God honoring. You are here to honor Jesus Christ. Not only to focus on him, but to honor him. 
You know what you honor? You honor something that is valuable for you. You honor and respect something that is of... Uh, and Jesus, if Jesus is a high value for you, then you are going to do this. Respect and honor him. But also, verse 5 and 6 talk about uh, the fact that you must serve Jesus faithfully. Not be, only be served by Jesus, but serve him. Why? Because you are family. Because you are fam family. Verse 5 and 6. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. The contrast between Moses and Christ is very clear here. Moses was a servant in the house. And Jesus Christ is the son over the house. Now the word servant here means um, a voluntary servant who acts because of affection. In the New Testament, this term is only used for Moses. When Moses was called in the ministry, he didn't want to go back in Egypt. Once he surrendered, Moses was faithful and was a role model in love and devotion. And maybe you experience the same thing. God says, do this, and you don't want to. And then God comes and crushes you and breaks you, and then you surrender. And then you say, yes, Lord, I want to do this. I want to be your service. Moses was faithful. He was loyal where everyone was unloyal, unfaithful. He remained faithful. Why? The Lord broke him and the Lord transformed him. The reason we are here, we come to this meeting, is to be family and to be broken and to repent and then to surrender. And, and God can do everything he wants with uh, somebody who is surrendered to him, right? And you are here because you need to surrender Jesus more. Moses was a faithful servant, but Jesus was faithful as a son. If Moses was only a servant and he was so devoted to God, how much more we as Christians must be devoted to God? Moses was only a servant. We are what? Sons and daughters. Through the resurrection. Do you understand the responsibility that you have in this family? You are not a servant. You are the family. You are sons, daughters. You are the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. And he is not ashamed to call you brother and sister. And that's why I serve him. Because I love him. Because he made me. He, he brought me into this family by adoption. And I am his. That's why I serve him. Now, did you find anything to do in God's kingdom? Or you are still looking for something to serve? Each one of us, we are a family that serves together. We serve together. And if you are a family and you are called brothers by Jesus Christ and you need to serve God with loyalty that means to serve like Jesus if he is son and we are son but again he is son because by nature he is son we are sons and daughters 
through the resurrection and through adoption. But we are called like Him. And if we are sons, not servants, we are called sons who serve. And we serve like Jesus because Jesus is also a servant. He came to serve, not to be served. We have so much. We know so much, actually. We know so much from the Scripture, but actually we don't do it. We think, oh, yeah, this is the church. It's not the church. It's a meeting of the church. And we are here to serve each other. And I hope you will have chance to serve each other before the service, during the service, after the service. And when you go home, you still serve people by praying for them, calling them. Hey, how are you doing? It's everything okay with you. If not, then probably you are an orphan. Nobody calls you. Nobody asks you, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> what happened to you? What? No. If nobody talks to you, then you are an orphan. This is not an orphanage, brothers and sisters. This is a... Thank you. Thank you. We are not orphans. But we are loyal to Jesus Christ. And we consider Him, we serve Him, we honor Him, and also we are loyal to Him. If your loyalty is toward your study, your house, your family, your friends, or your work, or yourself, then there is a conflict of loyalties. Remember what Jesus said? You cannot serve two masters. <laughs> Sorry for that. You have to serve Jesus. If you, want, if you love Jesus, serve Jesus. But if you love money, you serve Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. Something is wrong. <laughs> right? Jesus said very clear... If you love money, uh, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. So if you love money, you despise Christ. And if you love Christ, you despise everything else because Christ is, is enough for me. Amen? There is even a song about that. But we love to sing it. We don't like to live it. That's the problem. And, and in the end of this passage, the, uh, the author comes with uh, another why, what, what you should do because you are a family. You must prove your familial ties by holding fast until the end. Look, this is verse 6. I read it already. Uh, but you, you can read it again. That if needs to be understood in the light of the context. Where Moses leads Israel out of Egypt, the writer does not suggest that as we, we as Christians must keep ourselves, self, ourselves, ourselves saved because we cannot. The writer says that if you are part of the family, you will hold fast your confidence and hope, which in turn will prove that you are truly born again. So if somebody leaves the church, and goes in the world. Hmm. I would question mark that salvation. Why would you go in the world? Because you found Christ. When you find Christ, you find everything. Your life is fulfilled. Your, your life is, is whole again. 
Confidence here means freedom of speech. Openness. When you are free to speak, there is no fear of, of consequence. We have boldness because we, sh- we, 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 we are partners in the blood of Jesus Christ. We come with our sins. He comes with, with, our, uh, blood, with His blood. No matter what circumstances might be, we should not cast away our confidence. Yes, I hold on to it because this is the reality that changed my life. And until when should I hold fast to it? Until the end. Because this is my hope for, for future, for the eternity. Jesus Christ, nobody else. Why I do this? Yeah, I love Jesus. I know. He saved my life. But there is another tie. There is another connection here. Because I am a family. And because I love this family. And because I am a family. I will hold fast. Until this confidence. Until the end. Maybe you know people who left. And they are now. They are somewhere. We don't know. Maybe they are, they left and they are in a church. That's great. Awesome. Praise God. But if they left the church and they don't know what to do, call them back. If they are in the world, call them back. They have no idea what they are doing. They, they are lost because Jesus Christ is in the middle of his family. You know what is so special about this church? And I'm talking about both churches here now. Is Jesus Christ. Keep it like that. Jesus is the most precious person in our family. And we love him. We consider him. We, we honor him. We are loyal to him. And we will hold fast to this uh, confidence until the end. Because we are family. May the Lord help us. Amen.